Welcome to Below the Berg. You are listening to the podcast focused on providing a platform to showcase ambitious college-aged people currently elevating their educational experiences via internships, startups, or simply doing their own thing. My name is Evan Paysuit. Today, I am accompanied by Andrew Huang. He is currently an master's student in industrial engineering at Purdue University. He's had some experience in Purdue ABE, and he has a bevy of entrepreneurial of entrepreneurial endeavors and research experiences, and I'm really excited to hear more about it. So, Andrew, do you kind of want to give us the rundown on background, hometown, kind of where you're from? Sure. All right, sweet. Um, so, I'm originally from Potomac, Maryland, which is a suburb of Washington, D.C. Um, I my back my bachelor's was in agricultural engineering, and I graduated last May in uh, May of 2017 in agricultural engineering with a focus in uh, environmental and natural resources engineering. Got a uh, minor in natural resources and environmental science. Um, now I'm pursuing my master's in industrial engineering, probably in operations research, uh, and I'm studying the effects of biofuels um, and kind of the uncertainty behind uh, emissions within biofuels uh, when you co-fire them with coal. Um, yeah. So you're kind of combining the ABE with the industrial, it seems yeah. like, a little bit of that background. Yeah. It's nice to see that transition. Mm-hmm. So you've mentioned you've done some research. When did you start off and what were you researching? Sure. Uh, I started off, I guess, freshman year. Uh, I was just doing some basic grunt work uh, with Eileen Kladivko over in the Department of Agronomy. I was originally an environmental, a natural resources and environmental science student. Um, and I kind of wanted to get kind of explore the realm of what Purdue had to offer. So I started out uh, freshman year with that um, alongside with taking classes. But then I kind of was trying to find out my footing. So I kind of left research for a little bit. Um, In the start of my junior year, I started research with uh, Keith Cherkauer, who is a professor in um, ABE. And uh, I flew drones with him, uh, flew UAVs is a technical term, to kind of defi- uh, determine crop health over the summer uh, okay. at Acre Farm up north at Purdue. Right on. Uh, so what made you go from environmental and natural resources sciences to environmental and, every, environmental and natural resources engineering? Like, what was that decision process within that? So I kind of always knew that I wanted to... Um, design and build things, I think it was just kind of wanting to kind of change the world. And so you can do that within natural resources and environmental science it's, itself as well. But I wanted to do more about uh, like helping move the world forward in terms of shaping it with you know anthropogenic means or through my own hand. And I thought that mm-hmm. that would be better suited in uh, engineering itself. And so I wanted mm-hmm. to focus on um, ENRE, the Nat- Environmental Natural Resources Engineering Program. Yeah. Right on. So did your research from freshman year relate to any of the research that you did junior year? Um, kind of not really. Uh, one of the things that we were looking at was the soil health in terms of... If, so freshman year, I basically just ground soil to kind of determine the different characteristics of it. Um, there's kind of an in- indirect uh, correlation because we were looking at soil moisture studies okay. uh, with UAV as well. And so we were trying to determine whether or not color or other things can vary in terms of crop health. Um, things like that, and basically the yields of uh, soybeans um, using UAV imagery. And so Mm -hmm. there was kind of like an indirect connection, but not really. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned to me earlier that you pursued the Purdue Soybean Innovation Competition. Mm -hmm. Were you able to use any of your technical writing, presentation, data analysis skills, and translate that to that competition at all? 
Sure. So I think a little bit of background in terms of just knowing soy and kind of having a little bit of background in um, field work was definitely a lot pretty helpful in terms of figuring out uh, where soy, what, like the, some of the different properties of soy. Um, yeah. So you recommend field work of any type before going into anything? Because I've had some experience with the field work and internships, mm-hmm. and I found them extremely beneficial. What's your standpoint mm-hmm. on field work and f- field work mm-hmm. specifically when you're pursuing an engineering track? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think field work in general and just, you know, work that will let you work hard is something that I think is a huge benefit because it, it teaches you to kind of put your heart and soul into it. It teaches you, I think, grit. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what equity yeah. is for sure. And I don't think you necessarily get that with a lot of different internships. What's well, that lab rat mentality of working your way up the totem pole in research? I feel like when you, so, mm-hmm. so I started out with some research and it was, put in the hours, put in the hours right. for a full semester, and then I got unpaid, and then put in the hours, put in the hours, and I kind of just realized research wasn't for me. Right. What for you made it click that research was for you, and kind of, was that, so was that a part of your thought process going into graduate school? Was that you just loved research that much, or you found it a necessary step to get a job that you want? I think it, well, it helps you in general, I think for me, like it fulfilled a desire for me to be able to innovate, to be able to, to um, build something greater than myself. Um, and so not just working up the ladder, because for a while I was unpaid as well, but mm-hmm. really to kind of learn exactly how um, things kind of worked. I think research kind of helped in, in that edge. And I think for me... Getting a look under yeah, the hood, really. Yeah, kind I, of. like reducing risk, looking at risk and uncertainty which is kind of like the basis of my research nowadays, uh, was something that I always wanted to kind of like pick at. And Mm -hmm. I think research helped with that. Okay. So when you applied for graduate school, I know GRE is Mm -hmm. obviously a, uh, a statistic that is looked at quite heavily. Um, what else did you think was a big benefit going into, or like to get into grad school and to get into the grad school that you wanted with a professor that you wanted? Mm -hmm. I think teacher recommendations are definitely something that are really important. Um, I, w- I had worked uh, within the EPICS department, the Engineering Projects and Community Service. Uh, they don't like to be referred to that anymore, but um, I had worked with our department head at the time, uh, Bernie Engel, and I had worked with uh, Keecher, Kara, Laura Bowling, Michael Mashter, um, and I still do to this day. But really building those relationships, building those relationships between academia, research, um, just professors in general really helped out a lot. Um, my GPA was not the best, I will say, when I uh, applied to grad school. So having strong GRE scores and having people that could kind of vouch for me in terms of my work ethic. So your network, yeah, really solid, solid GRE, and then some just experiences for yeah. sure. Obviously, research, yeah, really helped a lot. And then also doing, it seems like you got a little bit. So mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, please correct me. But mm-hmm. I feel like. Industrial engineering has more of that engineering economics view, mm-hmm. a little bit more. I would say yes and, and no. just like the business side of engineering, yes. it seems like. Yeah, yes, very much so. And that's what your mm-hmm. master's is. Do you think being in business-minded competitions like the soybean innovation competition, did, like, did you think that kind of steered you towards industrial engineering, or that just favored you I for think, that master? I, area? I think looking at the bigger the bigger piece of the puzzle. Um, I think it definitely factored into it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think I was aware of it at the time, but I think like taking an objective step back, especially during the application process, was something that um, I think really contributed to that. I love that right there so much because I feel like there's so many things that I've done mm-hmm. unintentionally. When I look back, I'm like, that worked out really well. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. whether whether it ended up being a characteristic that molded you into right. that interest mm-hmm. or you kind of just got lucky and mm-hmm. you found your niche in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, mm-hmm. I, I just think that's so astounding of how that happens, but just time and time again, I hear it and it's just mm-hmm. so, it's so powerful. Selling your story, I think is pretty important. Mm-hmm. I think. And so selling your story, did you have any, mm-hmm. uh, personal interviews to get into grad school or was it all paperwork? And test scores. Um, I had talked to the associate, the assistant department head, uh, Dr. Landry, Steve Landry, great guy, um, beforehand uh, to kind of figure out exactly how the process went. Um, so not really a formal interview, but more of a, uh, this is what you need to do. Um, and I felt like really being able to come back and not necessarily interview, but look at take an objective look at everything that had happened. So um, prior experiences that I had, I was. Uh, I was a manager at Chipotle, uh, the Mexican Grill. Um, I had done, and with that, I had a lot of operations management experience uh, within the side of, within the different com- uh, conferences and things that I had run. Uh, I felt like, I, for me, it was all about integrating kind of, kind of a culture of sustainability within the clubs here on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really looking at making things more efficient, I think were part of my wheelhouse. Um, and that kind of tied into the soybean competition as well. So looking at how we could make uh, the lives of people better using a more efficient air filter or using natural resources that weren't really considered in the first place was really important. Um, and then that all kind of figured in together when I was look- when I was applying to IE Masters um, here at Purdue because it kind of really fit into the whole, um, this is how you make things more efficient, run more efficiently. Mm-hmm. And So one quick question about kind of your research area in terms of grad school and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, Is the whole idea behind biofuels, do you view it as trying, so any of the new research, do you view it as trying to get the most potential and efficiency out of a product or do you, or are you guys trying to find new products to create biofuels with? I think we're trying to find the most efficient way to do biomass and, Take that with a grain of salt because it's still kind of in the works, but we're looking it's at... It's such a new field, yeah, too. We're looking at basically how we can optimize uh, which biofuel to use. So, you know, like, for example, if you're in um, Indiana, you might want to use corn stover and use kind of like the woody bio- biomass that you get off of after harvesting. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're, say, in Colorado or somewhere that's very wooded, being able to go in and take some of the uh, woody residue that you get from forests. Being able to capitalize right. on your geographic location based off your most efficient source, source. of biomass. Yep. Yeah, And how far you need to go, mm-hmm. how yeah. much of it you can burn, mm-hmm. and how much of it can be c- covered from biomass to make things more okay. efficient. Okay. Yeah. So now I kind of want to go towards the direction of your internships. Mm-hmm. So you have one coming up this summer with Caterpillar. Mm-hmm. How did you hear about it? Who did you talk to? What was your application process like? Sure. Um, I had previously spoken to um, Luke Schmidt, who was also in ABE with me at the time. Um, he currently works there as an engineer as well. Um, and I had a few friends in IE at Purdue 
undergrad who had also applied to Caterpillar. So really uh, hearing about how it was a great place to work and hearing about the different things that they did really interest really interested me. Um, I really like the whole making things more efficient um, side of things in terms of uh, helping projects move forward through basically uh, how people work. And I think Caterpillar will allow me to pursue that mm -hmm. um, this summer. So in your interviewing process, uh, who did you interview with? Um, I had interviewed with, uh, I, I just had, I had gone to a job fair. Like, so what was the role? Like, was it like, like, were they an engineer? Were they HR? Were they business? Because, you know, because, right. I mean, right. you know, just as well as I do at these career fairs, mm -hmm. nine times out of ten, it's almost surprising, like, the rarity of talking to the person that is in your role. It's mainly like HR reps for me. Was it engineer for you? It was actually engineer for me. Okay, I I you're the one to, out of ten. You're the one out of ten. Yeah, I spoke to I think the process engineer and someone else, um, mm -hmm. the head of I think their engineering division at Caterpillar. I believe I had spoke to. I don't quite recall the name, but I had spoken to engineering and they seemed interested. And so mm -hmm. I, after speaking to them at the um, career fair, I gotten a second interview and from there mm -hmm. I was also speaking to engineers so so I, I asked you this question for grad school but I kind of want to see if, if there's any difference with internships what stood out to them the most on your resume you think for grad school well for the internships oh, so I asked internships. about that for grad school so now for internships oh that's a good one um or I, what do you try to highlight the most if they don't find something like like right off the bat something I, big I think for me it was the epic experience um getting okay. a leadership award in it um, now do you want to expand a little bit more on epics because I'm sure. like I'm like a little like I know about mm -hmm. it I've heard about it I know right. people, I know a couple of people who have mm -hmm. who have taken that course and that kind right. of route but there's it's such a mm -hmm. wide open mm -hmm. kind of general definition mm -hmm. do you want to kind of expand on that sure so epics is the um, is a project or is a program where um, we work with the community partner to kind of uh, build items for them so that uh, we can s satisfy a community need, um, and that's such a horrible explanation. But mm -hmm. um, I'm, I but they do it with all different majors, right? right. They do it with you all, know, yeah, and mm -hmm. it's a very multidisciplinary team. Sometimes I've heard of it being overseas, abroad, sometimes yeah. like that. So it kind of mm -hmm. just um, it depends. On the yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So using your engineering knowledge mm -hmm. for the better, you know, providing yeah. a providing a uh, a public service. Yeah, honestly, it's what like kept me in engineering. I think was being able. to... And you're also gaining experience at the same time. Right. I mean, like, it's a really you know kind of win-win type of scenario. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think like really working there. So basically, what I had done was uh, develop an erosion solution or erosion mitigation solution for Happy Hollow Park, which is one of the parks here in town, uh, about two and a half miles. It only has campus. a little bit of erosion there, right? Oh, just there's a, massive just, issues. Just, just a little, a, just bit. a little you can, bit. You, yeah. Okay, so you can taste my sarcasm <laughs> just a little bit. It's. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And so we were looking at hill, slo hill slopes. And okay. um, f as a result of, you know, the three years I'd been in undergrad as part of it, um, I think. Three um, years in epics? Yeah, I'd wow. done three years in epics. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's some work. Yeah. On top yeah. of research, man. Yeah. Because I feel like that's almost like a research type of mm -hmm. role because you're doing a lot of the ground floor work in mm -hmm. it. Huh. And so I had a lot of leadership skills, I think, developed in there in terms of working with professors, working with outside groups, mm -hmm. um, dealing with design, different types of mm -hmm. things. How um, well did you think that prepared you for your senior design? I think it prepared me very well. Um, a lot of the things that we talk about in Epics in terms of design process, uh, how things move, thinking like in the mindset of a customer, um, really applies to everyday life and 
a lot of the on it frankly a lot of the lectures that our professors used to tell us in senior design kind of were already told to us in epics mm -hmm. um and so sitting in senior design sometimes it was a, a little bit of a snooze because mm -hmm. we had already covered it and i yeah. kind of knew it already gotcha yeah. gotcha okay um so as we as we kind of progress towards where you are now you have a company that's kind of in the funding stage mm -hmm. based off one of your soybean innovation competition projects that actually took home the grand prize. Mm -hmm. What are your aspirations for that? Sure. Um, so my company on Genia currently works with um, a soy-based, is a soy-based air, air filtration system. Um, and so we've made an air filter for home residential use uh, out of soybean. And we pitched at the... Purdue is it the actual bean or the plant? Or? It's the bean. Okay, yeah. the bean. Okay. Whole soybean. Um, and that's subject to change, but uh, we have a PCT application. So what that means is that um, it was filed for provisional, and then after that, it was filed to be a provisional in many different countries. And I have about a year to convert that over to a full patent. Um, but from there, uh, I've developed a, we developed a PCT application for the um, soybean uh, air filter itself, and. Um, yeah, it's currently being funded. Mm -hmm. We pitched for the Purdue Accelerator, which is mm -hmm. a venture capitalist fund that okay. Purdue Research Foundation mm -hmm. has. So that whole process of getting funding, applying for patents, were you alone in this process, or who, who, like, so did you have mm -hmm. did you have any type of mentors or organizational uh, guidance through that process, or was this just kind of did you YouTube it and you just kind of found your way along? Yeah, so it was kind of I think a mix between. Um, getting the support of and getting help from the different advisors we had at the time for the soybean competition itself. So Dr. Nation Mosier over in um, biological engineering, mm -hmm. uh, Richard Strohshine in agricultural engineering. Um, Dr. Strohshine, yeah, man. Dr. Strohshine. Gotta love AB305. Yeah. Oh. Brings back the memories. Yeah. And then just like interacting with different market people. So going through the um, the foundry, which is like a uh, venture club, or the foundry, which is like kind of a startup mm -hmm. generation yeah. part. Um, going through them, working with uh, Chris Hayes, working with... So these are all Purdue-centered yeah, Purdue. people, organizations, yes. funds. Okay, all right, cool. So I'm going to go into some more of my uh, my trademark questions for Below the Berg. Okay. Uh, if you were to do this all over again, mm -hmm. the whole the whole college process, not life, we're not that deep, <laughs> <laughs> just college, mm -hmm. would you one, one, would you be in the same major? Two, if you were to change your major or create your own major, what would it be and what would it consist of? Okay. Um, that would best benefit your 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 current career path. Ooh. I think the answer from ABE is evident, I think, just with me switching mm -hmm. majors. I think I'd stay in IE. Um, I definitely... I wish IE... Because what I'm doing fits in operations very well, um, I think I would definitely have an environmental component. Um, my do you think you would do more of a major in IE and then research in environmental, or how would you complement that? I think there. So, for example, uh, there's a new certificate at Purdue being rolled out in terms of sustainability. Um, it's mostly geared towards undergrads, but if I wish there was something like that, that I wish I could have done. Um, they do IE. something similar with an entrepreneurial uh, certificate yes. as well. So you don't have to get a minor in entrepreneurship, right. but you can take a few less classes and get a certificate. Yeah, right. so, I think yeah. that'd be, mm -hmm. I think that I would do something like that. Okay, cool. Yeah. 
Now, if you were to create your own course, what would it be? Oh, um, I think I would do a benefit cost analysis of, or I, or I, or I would look at kind of, um, one of them, so I would kind of blend two classes together. So one of the classes taught by my research advisor is um, the quanti quantifying the effects of climate change. Um, and then one of the classes I'm in currently is uh, urban ecosystem services. So okay. I would want to look at something that kind of spanned in between um, how do you develop sustainable tools in order to cope with some of the world's uh, rising mm -hmm. challenges okay. as we know it. Awesome, man. I'd love to hear it. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast, man. I really appreciate it. I love the conversation. Yeah. I wish the best, man. Thanks. Let's get some cool things cooking. Thanks. Right on. Well, that's it for our episode with Andrew Huang on Blow the Berg, where we connect with tomorrow's trailblazers today.